Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this first Sunday of the year. Amen. And as I have mentioned last Sunday, I'm going to preach uh, the theme for our, for our entire year. Amen, that we are going to believe God. Amen. And uh, before you're seated, let's read in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. And the theme for 2024 is the year of Jubilee. I want it all back. The year of Jubilee. I want it all back. Let's praise him one more time before we're seated. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The year of Jubilee, I want it all back. Amen. You know, when you look at Old Testament uh, commandments and so forth, and we know one of the Ten Commandments was uh, that you were to keep the Sabbath day. It was the seventh day of every week. So it was a literal 24-hour period every week. But what you might not know is, that there were Sabbath years as well. Every seventh year was a Sabbath year. And in, during that year, they would let the ground rest and they wouldn't plant it. They would let just let it rest. They would do their different things. And then after seven uh, Sabbath years, which was 49 years, amen, the year following the seventh Sabbath year, which was year number 50, was proclaimed as the year of Jubilee in the Old Testament times. Leviticus 25, verse 8 said, And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years. And the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you forty-nine years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound. On the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land, and you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family, that the fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you, in it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord, nor gather the grapes of your, un your untended vine, for it is the jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat its produce from the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. Amen. So there were three major things that took place during that 50th year of jubilee. Amen. And the first was the restitution of property. 
there was property and that was handed down generation to generation, whether it be vineyards or farms or grazing land for cattle or for sheep. Amen. And sometimes because of hard times, people had to give it up. It had to go back to the bank, so to speak, or different things. Amen. But the Bible said that on the Jubilee year, that land was returned back to the original owner, the rightful owner. Maybe that land was taken by hook or crook. Maybe that land was uh, swindled from somebody. But on the 50th year, amen, it all went back to the original owner. Praise God. And I'm proclaiming 2024 at Apostolic Lighthouse of Norwalk, the year of Jubilee. Amen. I want it all back. I want my possessions back. I want my family back. I want everything back. I want my walk with God back. Well, hallelujah. Well, thank you, Jesus. Leviticus 25, 23 said, This land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me, and in all the land of your possession you shall grant redemption of the land. So even though somebody, amen, maybe sold land to somebody else, amen, and maybe something happened, he said it's not sold permanently. He, God said it's my land. And on the 50th year, I'm giving it back to who, who I think needs it. Praise God. Who I think, well, it's their rightful owner. The second thing that happened was personal liberty. Amen. Leviticus 25, 39, it said, And if one of your brethren who dwells by you becomes poor and sells himself to you, you shall not compel him to serve as a slave. But as a hired servant and a sojourner, he shall be with you. And he shall serve you until the year of Jubilee. And then he shall depart from you, he and his family and his children with him. And he shall return to his own family. He shall return to the possessions of his fathers. So even when somebody fell on hard times and they had to, what's, uh, what's called a bond servant, which when you willingly say, hey, I'm going to serve you because I, I, you, know, you, you, can, uh, you can help me out here and I can help you. And it's not really, it wasn't a slave situation. It was a bond servant. It was a willing thing. I'm putting you into myself, into your service, because I can't help myself. I'm poor, whatever happened. He said, but when Jubilee happens, every bond servant goes free. Praise God. Amen. And whatever was in the entanglements, they get a go. Their children get a go. I said, not only we are going to be free, but we want our children to be free. Amen. We want our friends to be free. We want, amen, our co-workers and, and the students, we, we want them to be free. Oh, hallelujah. And then the third thing was a simplified way of life. Because the land, because it was a Sabbath, it was really like a super Sabbath because there was a Sabbath day and then there was the seventh year, the Sabbath year. But after seven years of seven, the 50th year was like a super Sabbath of rest for the land. Amen. It was a simple way of life. Amen. A simpler way of life during that Jubilee because you couldn't, you couldn't really tend the fields. You couldn't do certain things. Amen. You had to rest. You had to just slow it down and wait on God a little bit more. Leviticus 25, 20 said, and if you say, because, you know, he said, he goes, you're going to let the land rest so you can't grow any crops. Well, how are we going to eat, right? That's what they're, they're thinking. 
And that's exactly what they said in Leviticus 25.20. God anticipated that they were thinking that. And he said, and if you say, what shall we eat in the seventh year? Or the seventh of the seventh? Or the 49th? Or the 50th, in other words? Amen. Since we will not sow nor gather in our produce, then I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, and it will bring forth produce enough for three years. And you shall sow in the eighth year and eat old produce until the ninth year. Until its produce comes in, you shall eat of the old harvest. God is going to take care. Amen. So even though we're not, to, we're not doing certain things, God's going to be our provider. Amen. In the year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. We're going to wait on God. We're going to slow things down. We're going to do what he wants us to do, and he's still going to take care of us. Amen. A lot of people today say, what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? Where are we going to live? How are we going to make ends meet? You know, know, if we're going to church all the time, and if we're praying and living for God and and this and that and and not taking three and five jobs or whatever because we're trying to put God first, how's it all going to work out? Amen. The provider is going to provide for those who put God first. Amen. That's why he said in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that you're worried about shall be added to you. (laughs) Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Don't equate. Don't equate a simplified life with a lazy life. That's not what God is saying. He's saying, yeah, we got to slow down. We got to wait on God. Amen. But that doesn't mean we're just uh, just sitting around uh, eating bonbons all day. Amen. No. Amen. It means that we are putting our priorities right. And prayer is a priority. And coming to church is a priority. And getting in the word of God is a priority. And being about our father's business is a priority. And he'll take care of you. Think of it, folks. He blessed them and gave them three years worth of food in one year. Amen. So in the sixth year for the Sabbath year, what are we going to eat in the seventh year? He's going to give you three years worth. Why three years? Because you're you're not planting in the seventh year. So you have no crops. You, you harvested everything in the sixth year, and then you're not planting, so you're not even getting a harvest. And then when you do a plant, there's always, amen, a lag a time from the time you plant to the time you harvest. So by the time the three years is up, amen, when you're ready to plant and you're harvesting that newly planted thing that you, because you're not planting until the eighth year, amen, and you won't get any kind of harvest till the ninth year, praise God. So God's giving you three years in the sixth year, and in the 49th year the same thing and it'll take you right through to the jubilee you're going to be okay amen so like the sabbath year and sabbath day was the year of jubilee was a time of slowing down a time of resting in the lord a time of living a simpler life serving the lord you see the devil tries to run people ragged amen like you know like uh, there's old songs uh, that when i grew up uh, it was like running with the devil amen but you know what we walk with god amen hallelujah amen and then another song life in the fast lane 
Amen. When you're in the fast lane and you stay there all your life, you're going to miss what God has for you. Amen. You can't live life in the fast lane. You've got to come off. He's going to lead you beside the still waters. He's going to restore your soul in Jubilee. Oh, hallelujah. In 2024, a year of Jubilee, let's stop and smell the roses. Let's stop and enjoy our lives. Let's stop and thank God. Let's not focus on all the bad things that are happening in this world. Amen. I see plenty of good stuff with the Lord when I see what God is doing. Amen. God is getting ready to do a great thing. Amen. And for all those that are looking for him, it's going to be great. So we need to stand still and be still so we can appreciate and realize all the awesome and powerful and beautiful things God has for us. And I believe 2024 is going to be that year. Amen. It's not all going to happen in one day because... Amen. When we, you know, it's not going to all happen before we leave the service. I'm just talking, this is a whole year we're talking about. Amen. But we're starting it. We're starting it right now. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Amen. Paul warned the Corinthians. He said in 2 Corinthians 11.3, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Amen. Living for God is not hard. Living for God is not complicated. Living for God, amen, doesn't get you all stressed out. Praise God. Amen. That's the devil trying to talk to you like he talked to Eve and to corrupt you. Amen. From understanding, amen, that living for God is a simple life. It's a beautiful life. And we're going to have it. We're going to renew it in the Jubilee year. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, 2, for he said, he, me, he talked about praying, for, you know, for uh, that first of all prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and all that to, in verse 1 be made for all men. And he, he said even pray for the kings in verse 2 and for all that are in authority. Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. A simpler life. A quiet and peaceable life. Praise God. Amen. Because you know what? We're no good to anybody or even ourselves when we're all stressed out, wound up, whacked, whacked out, crazy, going nuts, not knowing which way to go and all this stuff. Ah, you know? Amen. I got to calm down. I got to find a place to pray. Amen. I got to talk to someone about God. I got to get in the Word of God. Amen. I got to slow it down. Amen. Praise God. See, our God is a God of abundance. He's a God of abundance. It's His desire to give us abundant life. Amen. Not a meager existence, an abundant life. Not only in heaven someday. Amen. We know we have eternal life waiting for us. Amen. But I'm talking about right here, right now on planet Earth. Amen. On January 7, 2024, we're going to have abundant life. And this entire year, I'm believing God for that. 
because it's the enemy's business to take away. It's his business to divide, amen, subtract, diminish, demean, and destroy. But God came in the form of a man to take care of the devil's business so that his business could move on in the earth in the form of the church and in the Holy Ghost baptism. John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Amen. The devil is the thief. But he said, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Abundant life. I want it all back. I want it all back. That's going to be our theme. Amen. I want it all back. Praise God. You don't have to sit back and say, well, I, he, snuck, he snuck that away from me, and he, he cheated me out of that, and he tricked me out of that one. I guess we'll have to learn better the next time. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to learn better for the next time, but why don't you go get that back? Amen. Why don't you pray and fast? Why don't you come? I pray God give us holy boldness this year. Give us a holy courage this year that we're not going to take the tuck head and we're not going to just go in the corner. Amen. And sit there and say, well, I guess we can't do anything about it. Oh, no. I can pray and God will move heaven and earth on my behalf. Because it's a year of jubilee. And if you want it bad enough, he will give you the desires of your heart in 2024. David, he was anointed king, but he wasn't king. He was running for his life because the king who was the king, King Saul, was jealous and he was evil. And he was running, uh, running David ragged. David and his band of mighty men were running from wilderness to cave to this and even had to leave the borders of Israel to go to other places to flee from Saul because Saul was trying to kill David. Amen. And there were, at one time, finally, David said to himself, if I don't leave the borders of Israel, he's going to find me because he's got spies everywhere. And he went to the Philistines. He went to the place where he had just uh, not too long ago killed their champion, Goliath. And he went over there and he somehow, you know, made peace with the king. Uh, amen. One of the five lords of the Philistines. Uh, and he, he asked him, he said, would you give me a city just in your land? Uh, I've got to stay here with my family and my, my, my men and their families uh, because Saul is looking for my life. And this guy gave him a little city in the Philistines country, and it was called Ziklag. And so David lived there for a short time. And while David was out doing some things uh, he, away from Ziklag, amen, he had left just a few men to, to guard the city, but mostly it was the women and children and all the flocks and so forth and herds, uh, amen. And while they were uh, gone for a while, now they were on their way back to Ziklag, he, they saw f smoke and fire coming up from their city and they ran and they found that the city was burned it was pillaged all their wife and kids and flocks and valuables amen were all taken 
they were all gone and they were just so sad about it amen and they didn't know what to do and David amen they, they even talked about stoning David because they, was, they thought it was David's fault why, why didn't you leave him more men why didn't you why did we stay away too long you know how people are when they're feeling grieved amen they are all crying and they want to kill David because of it and the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord amen and in 2024 we're going to encourage ourselves in the Lord even when times are rough I'm not saying that 2024 is going to be skipping through the tulips and we're not going to have any problems but I'm saying when they come encourage yourself in the Lord for he is with you he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you Amen. So he encouraged himself in the Lord, and he said, look, he, he, he goes, hey, let's, let's ask God. Isn't that a novel idea? Why don't we ask God what we should do? When, when everything just is collapsing around me, when the smoke's burning up, when, when I've lost my family, when I've lost my possessions, when, I, when my own friends are wanting to get away, get away from me and even harm me, amen, why don't I ask God? Oh, yeah, praise God. Why do we try everything else but Jesus? We who know better, let's, in 2024, amen, seek him early. Amen, seek him first, praise God. He's got the answer. And so he asked God, what should we do? Should we go after them? He said, go after them. Will we recover all? You'll recover all. And those, those men, and there was only about 500, 600 of them with David, and they went out against thousands. Amen. But they caught them up, up with them, and they defeated them, and they got all their wives back, all their kids back, all their flocks back, all their possessions back. They didn't lose anything. Amen. They got it all back. And I want it all back. And you should want it all back. And don't take no for an answer. And don't give up. Amen. Pray until something happens in 2024. Amen. There's a song that's titled, I Want It All Back. Just going to read some of the ver- some of the words to it. it. Says you may have thought you won that last. So this is somebody who's gone through a lot of stuff, and he's talking to the enemy. And he said, "You may you've thought you've won that last round. You may have laughed because I'm all I almost fell down. Maybe you think I give up easy, but it's not over. I got more in me. You thought I stopped. You thought I sat down, but I'm standing, and you made me mad now." you got some things I think you owe me. I've come to get back everything that you stole. I want it all back. If you only knew what I was going to be after the storm, you wouldn't have even bothered me. See, the devil doesn't understand. Amen. He thinks of what he's doing to people, that they're just going to cow down and say, well, if we just lay low, he'll maybe he'll leave us alone. Amen. No, we need to, to be his worst nightmare when it comes. You want to come mess with a child of God? Amen. You don't understand who I am. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I may be knocked down. I may be got a black eye right now. Amen. But I am going to get up. Amen. Rejoice not again. Against me, oh my enemy, when I fall, I shall arise, and when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Praise God. Yeah. 
Woo! I want it all back. He said, but now I'm stronger. I got more power. I'm a little bit wiser and I got more strength. I got the anointing, got God's favor, and we're still standing. Amen. Amen. And every, every trial, every tribulation, every test, every, every battle we go through, let's come out stronger than we went in. Amen. That's the will of God. Learn from it. Be stronger. Amen. And be able to fight even more, better in the future. Amen. 2024, the year of jubilee for Apostolic Lighthouse of Norwalk. Oh, hallelujah. We're getting our possessions back. We're getting our property back. We're going to get personal liberty. We're going to live a simpler life. I want it all back. I want my health back. I want my marriage back. I want my kids back. I want my joy back. I want my peace back. I want my purpose back. I want my finances back. I want my prayer life back. I want my personal, my personal devotion time back. I want it all back. Amen. I want it all back. Everything has tried to rob my time. I want it all back. Oh, hallelujah. So how are we going to get it back? Just a New Year's resolution? Make a wish? No. It's not going to work. Amen. How are we going to get it back? Got to go after it. Amen. David and his men could have just sit there rummaging through the still smoldering coals of disaster. But they went after it and got it all back. First they asked God's will. And they followed God's will and got it all back. That's the recipe for greatness in all situations. Amen. It can't be business as usual. We're going to have to dig a little deeper. We're going to have to reach a little higher in 2024. Amen. In order for us to get it all back, we must go on the offensive. We must go after it. We must pursue it. Amen. Amen. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus told us that upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Praise God. You see, the church came after the gates of hell were established. The gates of hell, amen, are metaphorically speaking of the kingdom of darkness that was set up really, amen, uh, after the fall of Adam and Eve, when God gave Adam and Eve dominion and authority over this world, and they, they pretty much just handed it over and lost it to the enemy through sin and disobedience. Amen. He set up a kingdom. But f some 4,000 years later, praise God, amen, God came as a form of a man. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is the mystery of godliness. God, man, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. God came, and he knocked the teeth out of the devil. He pulled the teeth out of the roaring lion. Amen. 
And when he left, he did not leave a void. He started a church that had the same power that he had. He gave this church the same signs and wonders and power and authority. Amen. And so these established gates, because behind those gates are the things that you want back. Amen. And I'm telling you, praise God, the gates of hell shall not withstand, shall not prevail, will not be able to stop people that want it all back in Jesus' name, people that are covered in the blood, people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, people that are standing on the promises of God's Word. We need to storm the gates of hell with prayer and fasting, pleading the blood of Jesus, calling the name of Jesus, standing on God's word, and taking authority over the enemy. Amen. Jesus came to proclaim a time of liberty, a time of jubilee and freedom for all that would desire it. You see, he went around. Let's just look at Jesus' ministry. Amen. When he, all the miracles and the things that he did, Amen. This this person was stooped over for 18 years. Some infirmity from the devil healed her. Many people, demon-possessed, cast them out. Praise God. Amen. All these people in rough situations, uh, he helped them all. Praise God. He was showing this is a this this party's over, Satan. Amen. Your time is short now. Amen. I'm here and I'm gonna put a church on the earth, and they're gonna come and you can't stop them. Amen. Hallelujah. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And he gives us authority over the enemy. So our text verse was Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. It was an Old Testament prophecy. And now fast forward 700 plus years. And here the Son of God goes back home to Nazareth. Goes into the synagogue and was invited to speak. And he, he pulled the book of Isaiah out, and he read it. Amen. And here's Luke's uh, account of this happening. Luke 4, verse 18, says this, and Jesus said, he read these words, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then verse 21, he said, he goes on to say, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That blew their minds especially the rabbi's mind. Like, who's this guy coming in here? Because what he, everyone knew what he meant. Because you know who the me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That me that was talked about in the Old Testament, they knew who the me was supposed to be. The me was the Messiah. The me was the Christ. The me was the chosen one. The me was God in human form. Amen. And he said, today this scripture's fulfilled. Guess what? I'm here. I'm me. I am. Praise God. 
And that really shook up the apple cart and shook up the old tradition and the business as usual because he was coming to get it all back. He was dying on the cross, not for not. He was dying to get it all back. He was dying for our sins. He was dying for our healing. Amen. He was dying, amen, that we could give it all, get it all back. Amen. And help others get it all back. John 8, 36. Jesus said, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Free from bondage. Free from sin. Free from guilt. Free from shame, free from depression, free from hatred, free from fear, free from bitterness. Free is free. The Son will make you free. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty where the Spirit of the Lord is. Amen. So Jesus died on the cross. He said, it is finished. I've paid it the price in full. Amen. He was buried three days and three nights. He rose again. He showed himself alive for about 40 days. Amen. And then he ascended up into heaven. Praise God. Amen. And there is another feast in the Old Testament called the Feast of Weeks. And it was also referred as the Feast of Pentecost because Penti is 50. So it was the 50th day, 50 days after Passover. Amen. So while they were sacrificing the Passover lamb in the temple, Jesus was hanging on the cross, the Lamb of God, taking away the sins of all the world. Amen. And 50 days after Passover was called the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Pentecost. And everybody would come to Jerusalem. If Jews from all over the world would come to, to uh, take part in this feast. Amen. And then we read 50 days after Jesus was crucified. Praise God. Guess what? It was the Feast of Weeks. It was the Feast of Pentecost. Hey, was it just going to be another feast? Hey, uh, we've been to one, you know, every year we come. You know, I wonder if it's going to be any different. Oh, yeah, this is going to be one for the memory books. This is going to be one that's never going to be, never, you're ever going to see ever again. Amen. So because 50 days after Jesus was crucified, he had already went up into heaven. Praise God. And for about seven to ten days after he went up there, he told them to go, amen, to that upper room and wait until you be endued with power from on high. I want to give you jubilee power. And so you can be a part of the church. And Acts chapter 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, 120 of Jesus' followers, including mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus, amen, his apostles, and Mary Magdalene, and many of the other, you know, really uh, dedicated disciples were there, 120, amen, were waiting, like he said to them to do. And then it said, in, and suddenly, verse 2, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. It sat upon each of them. That means every one of the 120, amen, was about to receive jubilee power. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. 
Praise God, praise God. Amen. And that was the beginning, the birthday, amen, uh, the beginning of the church. The beginning of the church. With the power of, that was promised way back in the Old Testament. The last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions and upon my servants and upon my handmaids I'll pour out my spirit says the Lord. Amen. And after that happened Peter got up to preach the first sermon and he said this is that. This what you guys hear right now because they, they got a, quite a crowd because it was nine o'clock in the morning. It wasn't like party time, you know, when the sun went down and where you're usually, you know, hearing a bunch of commotion during the Feast of Weeks. Amen. Nine o'clock in the morning, 120 people come down these staircase, the staircase from this upper room filled with God's power, speaking in languages that no one ever understood. Amen. And they, they didn't understand, but other people heard and understood. Amen. It was powerful. Amen. And Peter said, this is that which the prophet Joel prophesied of. Amen. Amen. And then we got done preaching that day. Not all of them, because sometimes you don't get all of them. But 3,000 of them said, men and brethren, what shall we do? We know something's happening here. We want to be a part of it. We feel bad about crucifying the Lord now after all you said. What shall we do? Then Peter, Acts 2.38, said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what you should do. That's what every one of us should do. Amen. That should be our goal. If we don't have all three of those things in our lives, that should be our goal ASAP in 2024. I need to be born again. I need to obey the gospel of death, burial, and resurrection. I need to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because, folks, let's all stand, folks. Amen. In 2024, it's not going to be good enough just to have Jesus with us. We're going to have to have Jesus in us. Hallelujah. I'm glad he's with us, but I got to have him inside. Amen. Inside, taking the steering wheel. Inside, driving. Inside, talking to me from the inside out. My heart, my mind, and my soul, my spirit. I proclaim 2024 as a year of liberty, the year of jubilee, the year of freedom, the year of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost baptism in this church. Amen. And every one of you, amen, that are hungry for it and seeking for it. Because just like prayers, you won't get a prayer answered that you didn't pray. Well, I thought God reads minds. He can. But that's not what prayer is. Meditation is thinking about something. But praying is talking to God. We got to verbalize it. Amen. So just like I don't pray, I don't get answers to prayer. If I'm not hungry and I'm not seeking the Holy Ghost, I'm not going to get the Holy Ghost. I've got to go after it. I want that. Amen. 
I would say to someone that might be a that might have received it a while back and they let it kind of go dormant like the prodigal son, it's time to get it all back to get a revival and a renewing of the Holy Ghost. But those that haven't received it ever, amen, it's time to receive it and hold on to it until Jesus comes. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.